You are listening to the Savage Fincast Retro, episode 13, Savage Dragon, issue number 6 and 7. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is a Savage Fincast Retro, the show that washes its hands for more than 20 seconds. I'm Raven Perez. I'm Jip Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. And for the listeners who are uninitiated, a Savage Fincast Retro is where we, the Fincast hosts, take a look back at the past. Savage Dragon uh, issues uh, that we haven't covered, Savage Dragon spinoffs, Savage Dragon one-shots, appearances, cameos, all that good stuff. We're going to take you back. We're going to look at that old stuff and go through it. And today, got some awesome stuff. We got some Jim? really important issues to go over this episode. Big uh, time. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a this is a massive like pivot point for the early days of Eric Larson and Savage Dragon and all the spin-offs that follow. Some would call these iconic moments. Yeah, the, for a lot of people, these, this defines the Savage Dragon. Yeah, in particular, especially these... this one issue we're going to talk about. Right? Oh yeah, big time. That we know the one we're talking about. Lucky number seven. <laughs> yeah, so we are going to be covering issue six and seven. Uh, so let's get right into issue number six. First off, right off the bat. Just want to say, beautiful cover. This is one, one of the best covers. It is certainly the best cover we've had so far. Oh yeah, uh, it's one of those really iconic covers too. It's almost like the, it's almost like I I'd, I'd, attrib- I'd, I'd um, I compare it to like Spider Man with his uh, uniform in the trash. Jim, you fucking mind reader. That is literally you stole the words right out of my mouth, dude. Even though none of the imagery is similar. It is very similar, I would think. Evocative. Evocative of that, yes. Yeah. I would. I was almost thinking, um, what's the X-Men number uh, 138? I don't With know that. Cyclops cover. walking away. I mean, they actually, they do this later on in Freak Force, but it's X-Men, I think, 138. Cyclops has got his bag over his shoulder, and he's walking away from the X-Men. Oh, yeah. So it's almost a reverse. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it's the group in the background with the Cyclops in the foreground, whereas this is Dragon in the background with the group in the foreground. Well, the funny thing is they they do an, an homage to that cover in Freak mm-hmm. Force down the, down the road as a variant. Interesting. Guys, but yeah, that's what it reminds me of. I never noticed something, but so, now that I'm looking at it, it looks weird to my eye. What, that Hortus is there? No, no, Hortus is awesome. Put her everywhere. No, look at Mighty Man's head, completely hidden in shadow. Oh, Mighty Man is there. Yeah, it oh, looks yeah, weird. I didn't even notice that. What the <laughs> fuck? Doesn't he look weirdly headless? Uh, yeah. yeah, I've I've never noticed that he was in that shot. It, it is yeah. very very strange. It almost seems like 
Eric intentionally cut his head out because not enough of like his ear would have been showing. Right. It's bizarre. Yeah, it's really weird because the thing is, is you can see Barbaric's chest hair, so you even see kind of the top of the cape. Yeah. To find, but it's like, <laughs> man, there should be some head there, dude. Although I guess, <laughs> I, guess, I the idea might be that might, the uh, the collar is like put his entire head in shadow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is very strange. This is the first time I realized he was on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> Which Me is too. double weird because he isn't, you know, part of the the for the freak force. On the on the police force, he's just a character who, you know, comes in. He's he joins Freak Force yeah, he's later. Not, yeah, he's not leaving. He comes in and saves the day and helps the police force, but he's not part of the police force leaving. Right. Yeah, nope. Right. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's funny because like I was looking at this cover, you know, really drinking it up, and then I was like, man, this is a good cover, and then I get right at Mighty Man, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, there's really no need for him to be there. It's a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. The other thing that catches my eye um, is underneath Eric's signature. This is a kind of a little weird squiggle I can't quite make heads or tails of. Oh, yeah, there is a squiggle down there. I don't quite know what that is. Hold on. Yeah. Let me check something real quick. Uh, oh, it's a letter. Um, Olive and Rude. I don't think colorless, colorists signed their work. Not back then. They for sure didn't. Doesn't matter. Just Although some things that it's an A eye. and a V. Mm-hmm. No, that doesn't make sense. I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Just a weird little thing that caught my eye. Um, yeah. Does anyone on the inside front cover anybody know what Josh Icorn drone from Sector Seven G is? I don't think it's a reference to anything. I think it's, it's just Simpsons. A, oh, Simpsons? It, really? Yeah. Yeah, you, Mr. Burns, it, when when Smithers and Burns always hogging it, look at just do a Google drone from Sector Seven G. It's always is that which, like is oh, that what is Homer is, that, isn't it? is that Homer's Homer works in Sector Seven G. So that the funny perfect. thing is, it's either always like oh the drone from Sector Seven G or I don't know the the organ donor from Sector Seven G, sir, or the Beautiful. whatever carbon mass from Sector Seven G. Did you know that or did you Google that? I knew Sector 7G was from Simpsons, but I didn't know if the Simpsons got that from another source. I didn't know if Simpsons was the source or not, but... I suspect it was. Yeah. Perfect. It is, though. I, I thought it was sure. just calling Josh Highcorn a drone, and he just threw some letters together. <laughs> well, that's perfect. Um, man, what a newscast. Hey, yeah. before we jump in that to that, I want to add something, because we forgot to do this between issues four and five but if mm-hmm. you remember in the trades at this time eric was slopping in a lot of extra pages between issues yeah because mm-hmm. issue five ended on a right hand page for some reason yeah, yeah so so if you guys have your trades i don't know but the a force to be reckoned reckoned with trade has an extra Record. page in it oh, be- be- between four and five or between five and six both well we missed four and five and four and five he does a little more with um, Rapture's introduction to Dragon. Because mm-hmm. if you remember, she kind of just shows up with the Force and kind of just really quickly put in. And so Eric expounds a little bit on that between four and five with like four extra pages. And they're real flirty. And she's like, oh, you know, she's telling Dragon, I thought you were taller. And he's like, what do you mean I'm 5'10? He's like, that's average. And he's like, you know, top of my fin is 6'6, six, six, you know, if you want to do that. 
It's just <laughs> Israel fun banter. But for um, and, and we kind of skipped that. But for between issues five and six, there's one page which I think is a pretty cool page. Um, so right before this page of the newscast, the opening of of six, there's a page and it's got um, it's got the big skyscraper that uh, I guess is it Sears Tower? I don't know that Overlord Overlord Tower. In. Yeah, it's the R, R. Richard Richards building. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> so he's up in the penthouse and the bad guy assassin, one of his cronies, comes in. Who's cool looking, by the way. Yeah, yeah, and we see him a bunch as the series progresses. He doesn't really do much ever, but he comes in and he's like telling Overlord, he's like, see how nicely it all works out? The cops are doing the work for you. I led them right to the Annihilator's hideout. Cyberface and his rival gang are as good as history. And then Overlord gets pissed off that he calls him a rival gang. He's like, no one rivals Overlord. He chokes (laughs) the shit out of Assassin as he is to do. Well, I'm I'm shocked Assassin survived this. Yeah, but the big thing here is this little tidbit of information that kind of really builds in the story, and it's Overlord's upset because Cyberface knows who he is and who he is behind the mask. Right. So he's like, yeah, if this knowledge gets to the police, you know, he's, you know, he's going to kill Assassin, basically. He's like, make sure, you know, nothing happens because it'll be on you. Can so he's imagine- real concerned about Cyberface kind of talking to the cops. Can you imagine being a guy named Assassin and you get assassinated? <laughs> That's death with no honor. That's what I'm sure it's happened before. Embarrassing. <laughs> but so, I thought that was a cool little like page that kind of emphasizes like you know how worried Overlord is of Cyberface out there. It is good, yeah. I do think that's a nice little extra, nice little uh, addition. So a cool thing I think about this issue's first page is that we don't really see something like this very often where we're basically getting a, it's a re it's in a ways it's a recap page. It oh, catches, it, it catch, it catches up with, you know, the status of certain characters. And it also sort of sets up a few things that are going to be happening in the near future. It moves a bunch of stuff forward. And I think, I think pages like this are important just to kind of like build, build like, um, a setting, I guess. Hilariously, I believe they're downplayed more these days because people were bitching about them. Really? I, yeah, I remember on the forums, people were like, you know, really raising a ruckus. They're like, well, you know, I get it. From month to month, that helps. But when you're reading trades, it's awkward. Not that he takes his like advice from the peanut gallery, but I mean, mm-hmm. hey, it's there's definitely less of it these days. So, yeah, for sure. But just this first page, it. it it's it's you're starting to see if, if you're looking back and we are in these retro things that how much of Eric's universe is expanded. You got the um, Shrew one, mm-hmm. the Shrew pay the Shrew panel, which kind of references Savage Dragon one. Yeah, well, um, it references the Shrew and it references uh, the Wicked Worm, or the right. Leech at least. You've got, um, you got Vanguard, Vanguard and Supreme. Yeah, that references Vanguard one and two. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Super Patriot, rep, you know, references the mini. Yep. And Covenant of the Sword uh, stuff. Young Blood. Cesspools, Savage Dragon Four. I forget if R. Richard Richards is. I don't know if R. Richard Richards has made more. a large contribution yet. Yeah. But there's a lot going on in Savage Dragon at this time. Oh, and uh, the Sam Hayes again. Yeah. Which because at it's... this point, people are still wondering if he's Mighty Man, and Shazam, yeah. and stuff like that. Who is Mighty Man? 
I mean, at this time, you've got Phyllis Dieter calling Mighty Man Sam um, for reasons we'll find out later. And then we but, get a yeah. Then we get a couple of really cool double page splashes. You don't really see this very often. Two double page splashes in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it really works. Sure, uh, it does. I, Why I know wouldn't it, it? I, well, it just all right. It's just a in the first double page spread we see Dragon going from left to right, punching mm-hmm. a dude. Yeah. But when you turn the page, we're like focused on Hordas getting hit from behind. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like a smooth transition between scenes or between moments. What should it have been? Uh, you know, I don't know. Because you, you, <laughs> you see her getting hit by shrapnel here uh, in the first mm-hmm. page. And then she's, what, getting hit again by Cyberface immediately? I guess Barbara I just figured she was getting the shit beat out of her, you know? Yeah, I mean, she is, yeah. I mean, they're great like, pages. Because, I mean, yeah, if you, you look at sh- shrapnel, yeah, there is sequential storytelling. Because shrapnel's beating the shit out of her, and then Barbaric's right behind shrapnel. And then you flip the page, and like Shrapnel's getting his mitts on, be uh, Barbaric's getting his mitts on Shrapnel, but then Cyberface is just laying the hammer down on Hortus. Yeah, I mean, same thing with Dragon in the foreground, the first double, and then the second double, he's in the shadows in the back. No, wait, he is. Yeah, see the wait, silhouette. So then, how, then how do we? How did he get? If he was in front of them, how did he get behind them? Because the view is from the other side now. Is is it? I guess that's what. I guess that's what doesn't. I guess that's what doesn't read to me, is that that's what you wanted to do. There, it should have been, like, a stronger indication of that. Yeah. But that's You're right, though. Me. You don't really see two double-page page splashes, and I don't think Eric would typically do this anymore. Right. I, I don't think it's as strong storytelling to do that. I think you save them for more impact. But and I think he wanted to I show a big, ba- a big battle scene, and that's how he decided to do it, is just have two splash pages showing, like, two big group shots. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I said, they look good. I just don't think they work great right next to each other like this. It's crazy. Go down the list of Annihilators. All right. I wrote, let's I wrote see. this down real quick. You did. Okay, good. <laughs> you got Animal One, who's dead now. Wait, which one's, which one's Animal One? He's yeah. the, the you big be specific. guy with the Where teeth. You... Go, go clockwise. So, for the listeners listening, if you're, if you're looking along or flipping along in your book, Animal One, he's got the three fingers. He's getting kicked by Dart on the first page. Okay. okay. You got Bloop, who's somewhere in this issue, and I don't think he's on these splashes, but he's like the the watery guy animals. Not this animal, another animal's brother. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is confusing. <laughs> Supposedly bulldozers on this issue, but I don't see him anywhere. He was in the previous issue. He's got like a weird kind of Iron Man type head helmet. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Death Mask, he's deceased, and he's a skull guy. He's not in either of these two splashes, but he shows up on later panels. Um, Demolisher, I forget which guy that is. I think he might be the one getting punched in the face. In the yellow the one, one the guy getting punched. Sorry, the guy getting punched in the face in the first double page spread. That's the only time you've ever seen him. <laughs> okay, and we've never seen his face. <laughs> nope. Well, then I'm going to dub him Dick Bulge. Yeah, he's got a I big mean, one, don't he? Yeah, well, it's just the stretch marks are really <laughs> selling it. You know what I'm saying? He's way double into getting he- punched in the face. Double header shows up somewhere. Um, not in these pages. Dung mm. shows up. Oh, Dung shows up in a big. Oh yeah, he's in this issue. Oh, he- in strong, strong form. The guy getting punched in the face is 
flat line. And that's the oh. only time you've ever seen him. So and so we've never seen his face. Yeah, <laughs> nope. his, his only picture on the wiki is that face punch. What a mystery Perfect. man. Love Inadequate it. lightning. He he gets his head knocked off by Barbaric at some point in this book. Is that what his name is? Because that is a great scene where Barbaric just knocks that guy's head off he, by accident. Yeah, he's yeah, like, oops. He's, that, he is, that is one of the great later. Barbaric moments. He comes back in the um, Savage World to get killed by Solar Man. I gotta say that I love his uh, Thunderhead lightning bolts. Yeah. Inadequate lightning. <laughs> Low blow, of course. Oh, yeah. Everyone's favorite. Shard. Shard. Wait, wait, is that, is that Shard? Why do I always think his name's Shrapnel? I think that's a Superman character. Shrapnel's like a DC guy. Yeah. Um, Warhawk. You know, I, I guess Cyberface. guy with the long hair. I guess Cyberface is actually in the first double page splash. He's in the background behind Rapture. He is, yeah, running. Which just makes the the uh, choreography all of Stranger, to be completely honest. Uh, Demolisher is like a robot guy with these long horns, and he's in the second splash, and he's like... Getting knocked, knocked backwards getting knocked upside down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's never, ever a good... like. He's always one of those guys in the background that's kind of barely scribbled. <laughs> always hidden. But yeah, that's it. I think the the guy Ultimatum, he's got the blue skin and he has that weird like goofy hat. I don't know if you guys have ever seen him before. He's not on he's later on in the book, but he's not on these two splash pages. He shows up a bunch of times and he's just like the weirdest looking character. I'm looking for Ultimatum right now. You said he's in a weird hat? He's got a weird like golden he's got blue skin with like a golden hat. Because all the, all the supervillain stuff is in the front. I don't see anything in the later part of the book. Yeah, uh, he sh- he's he's on the page right after mighty the mighty man splash. Okay, mm-hmm. the one that says pow, the panel that says pow. Right, he's to the left. Oh, is he that one with the the house on his chest or whatever that is? No, wait, he's oh okay. I'm looking at him he's upside down. He's got blue down. skin and a yellow. Yeah, he's hat. got he's got a weird head thing going on. Yeah, he shows up a bunch in Savage Dragon in little roles, but he's just one of those weird guys. So anyway, I'm sure that the listeners are bored to tears now. I don't know, but the thing about this issue is that there's a lot of villains in it. Yeah, it's cool. The Annihilators, they they never really got their day. Yeah. Well, they kind of of exist to die. (laughs) I mean, I guess in the Savage world, they, they, they expound on it a little more, but... Because they were they were Cyberface's team, so logically in the in the Savage World, Cyberface didn't get captured and die immediately, so they lasted yeah. a bit longer. Because oh, because 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 they would have been there right? in the Savage World. This fight is just Dragon and Hortus and nobody yeah. else, and it goes really badly really quickly. Yep. I forgot I forgot about Mind Warp. The skull that's got the brain in it. Now, it's got a lot of brain guys. I assume he's making Eric. He's making Eric. I said. I assume he's making Dragon hit himself. Yes, it, that it, it doesn't come across. It, no, that's the that's first, some hard choreography. Yeah, the the first panel where he's punching his own face, breaking his nose. It looks like he just punched Brainwave, like just punched him. It takes right. like the second panel to tell you that oh, he's punched himself. Right, stop hitting yourself, stop hitting yourself. Yeah, so Brainwave <laughs> has, like, minor mind control powers, but, you know, we'll eventually find out Dragon can become immune to mind control. In this particular case, it seems like 
mind warp just lost his concentration to get because yeah, it just wasn't good enough. He just wasn't good <laughs> enough to to outwit Dragon. I I do like when villains like actually use their powers because Eric's got so many throwaway villains that you never know what their powers are and you just assume they're super strong. Right. That it's nice to see when they do use powers and it's like, oh, that's what that guy does. Which is he, what's this idiot with the with the hair and the green cross on his chest that dark balls? That's Warhawk. Yeah, which I would never guess by that name. Yeah, he's got the, a, the one that gets darted in the throat by by Dart. Yeah. <laughs> his costume is super lame. Yeah, it's, it's like a chick's costume or something. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks like a dope. Yeah, throw yeah, talk about like a throwaway dork, man. He got it. He he got what he deserved. I think there's good action in this though. I really love the uh the all uh, you know fighting the action, like the shit tons of interesting you know, villains of, you know, cool designs. Even the tiny sequence of Dragon hitting himself, it's just, you know, interesting. Right. It's crazy. It's like Rapture goes from being just, like, some hooker to, like, fighting supervillains. Yeah. Like, she's not super strong. <laughs> she's, right? she's very She's very fit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's lightning powers, man. It makes you a contender in this world. It is super hilarious how she just walks around. Just in like nothing. Well, she's a she's in what like a like a Playboy bunny outfit. Like that's her costume. <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah, that's a, it's like super high waisted like one piece. <laughs> <laughs> With Dude, like the garter belt or whatever it is for some reason. I feel like it warrants mentioning that like um, for listeners who maybe are potentially new, if you have never heard the guy that Dung is based on. You you really gotta hear like uh, look him up because it totally gives you a different read on his uh, text. I I never read that stuff the way it actually sounds, and once you hear the DJ that Dung is based on, you will never read Dung's dialogue the same again. Yeah, he's from some San Francisco radio show. M Dung. Yeah, it's in the letters column of the next issue, so we'll get it. But His basic, real name is Mike Slavko. <laughs> yeah, they said he used to stop by the studio, and Eric thought he'd make a great villain. So I was like, that's fantastic, dude. Better day. Feel the power of dung, you eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, baby. <laughs> like, I love great. that panel, though, when Rapture just covered in shit. Right. <laughs> it looks so gross. It's awesome, dude. It's It's awesome. So, like I said, Barbaric's, one of my favorite Barbaric moments is when he punches this guy's head off, but when he mm-hmm. smashes the teleporter, that's another, <laughs> like, great moment. Also, I guess Bloop must die right here. Bloop? Because Bloop's in the teleporter pad when it go, when when Barbaric breaks it. Oh, yeah, but they don't say that. It just, they don't know if he died or not, they died or not, which they didn't, I don't think. I, I, when I was reading this issue, I thought, wouldn't it be funny if they just showed up? One day now, now, but <laughs> like, but this 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 event never happened in the Savage World, and Bloop's story has already been you know dealt with, so that can't happen. All those years later, you yeah. know <laughs> that the Mighty Man splash is pretty rad though. Like the 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 cops are all getting their asses handed to him, and all of a sudden he just kind of blows through the wall, and like one swell, like one swoop of fist there just 
knocks everyone to the ground and they just all take off. I love Dark I t- telling Dragon off. Yeah. Yeah, also, I, I was going to say, I think it's funny, um, the Elvis reference. Yeah. It's like, here we are in 2020 now, and as a kid, I remember thinking, I was like, man, are people going to fucking talk about Elvis forever? But it's finally over. It's finally people don't over. Really, yeah, people don't really talk about Elvis now. Yeah, apparently all the Elvis memorabilia collectors are all getting hosed because no one gives a shit about Elvis anymore. Yeah. Oh, I mean, really? Yeah. Is yeah. that a story? They invested thousands and thousands of dollars in Elvis memorabilia as like a retirement plan and what? young people don't care about Elvis so it's all going to the to the, the garbage dump I can believe that cuz uh, yeah pe- people are dying and leaving all this stuff and it's not selling in estate sales That's hilarious It is Yeah but but Dra- Dragon's line here is a direct callback to something Dart said he said to Dart like an issue ago Oh late on us what do you mean I mean literally Dragon was taunting Dart saying oh did he did he see Elvis or something along those lines. That's a direct callback to a conversation they had. Awesome. I wouldn't have caught that. It's good, dude. I love that Dung gets so much dialogue in this one. <laughs> oh, day. <laughs> it's good, dude. Oh, it's classic. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we, oh. moving along, we get to see the Rodney uh, Schwartzblatt. Uh, you know, like that that little narrative. Granny gets to meet Dragon, and of course, it doesn't pan out. Like you know, he's not he's not fucking that guy. But can I stop though? Like this Jay Lee poster, real oh, quick yes. in the middle. Can we talk about that for yes. two seconds? Wait, Let's talk. One, one sec before you get to that. I do want to say that Eric early on is dropping hints that Ann Stevens mighty man. Laying on by, me. Just by him kind of sitting by Hortus's bedside and stuff. Yeah, that that's one of the bigger clues, yeah. Oh, shit, I didn't realize that, dudes. Because, <laughs> so, yeah, the J. Lee. I did not J. realize that was a uh, a little, like, uh, clue at all. I mean, I feel like Cause, it is. Because Mighty Man yeah. says straight up, well, he talks about uh, uh, she's recovering and it'll take her a while to heal. Why would Mighty Man yeah. make that assertion if he was in a pro- trained medical professional? Right. You're right. So, this Jay Lee right, poster. Right. Yeah, dude. And it's funny because even the little thing, it says a twisted poster insert by Jay Lee. Yeah. <laughs> and this is some crazy shit for sure. <laughs> like, I'm really, this is the first time I'm really taking a look at it. He's punting Super Patriot's head off. Just kicking a He's fucking He's got a regular shit. foot. No, it's got two toes. Uh, yeah, got Is two that two toes? That's two toes. Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah, I guess you're right. He's got it the looks like toe. he made a regular foot and maybe they fixed it. Those uh, sunglasses <laughs> are pretty great. Yeah, I was going to say he uh, fucked up on the, like, Dragon doesn't have a big toe and a little toe. He's got two big toes. Right. So, like, the foot's, you know, weird. But also, um, and I love Jay Lee. I love his shit. I think it's weirdly, it's weirdly it's funny because like it's it's kind of like wrong but it's also so so right mm-hmm. and like just like dragon's body hair dude it's so weird <laughs> that's how his like namor issues were remember was... when he was doing namor for a while no i never read it uh it got dark like real dark namor it was cool i liked it I mean, well, this, was is namor, early, like... this is early jay lee i mean he started out at like uh in a uh life camp right 
No, Jay Lee was doing Marvel for a while. He was already huge by the time Image started. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I yeah. think he's a. Legend. He broke out on. I feel like he broke out on Namor. I I didn't guys... really know anything about him until well after until like 1998 when he was doing like that Inhuman series. There, there was... I came to Jay Lee fell on my radar through Image, but like it was like Hellshock. Like, so for me, I'm like, I got, like, Jay Lee, I found out about him, like, late as hell. But, like, yeah, man, I, I just love his shit. I, I love I love the way his, the, like, it's funny that the contents of this is so fucking weird. Like, just dragging, delighting and kicking Super Patriot's fucking head off. But as far as, like, drawings go, I mean, I love it. The weird, like, small, like, wife beater. Like, the wife beater's just skinny as shit. <laughs> and his tie. Like, look at that tie, dude. It's out of control. He's wearing a tie with a wife beater, guys. Oh, he is. I was more focused on that, like, huge chain he was wearing for his badge. Cops just let him have a pimp chain to put <laughs> his badge on. <laughs> or his, like, weird, like... It's funny because the gun looks pretty normal, but the gun holster looks pretty futuristic. Oh, yeah, it's got a lot of straps yeah i love it so so jay lee was doing namor from 92 to 93 and then he jumped on to x factor for a few regular spider-man and at the same time in 93 he was doing wildcats trilogy and youngblood strike file okay so he's all over the place but yeah but i feel like when i was collecting comics at the time like he had really busted out with namor and it was such like a dark he was using a lot of those heavy inks the splatters and stuff like that so he was coming into his own yeah i mean if you guys look up like namor issue 38 or 37 you can see like what namor looked like it was kind of like the extreme namor in a way did it look kind of like this so so he he, yeah big time no wait i was gonna say i was gonna say he followed burn but burn didn't do namor till later uh burn was writing i first and then and drawing namor because he remember he came out with his own series and i feel like because uh because was he still doing superman at that point he must not have i don't know if he was still writing it but could be wrong i just want to give props to jay lee is all because i feel like he's one of those guys that has been good as long as i've been alive right and and is still good like his art mutated his art mutated and changed and it didn't get worse. It got, like, even fucking better. Yeah. Like, it's so good. I, I mean, I'll take any Jay Lee era art you want. Like, modern Jay Lee, old Jay Lee. Like, I fucking love it all. Even all those so, Dark Tower series? Dude, I like those covers. I didn't read the issues, but I, I couldn't slight the covers. They look fucking good, you know? So the rest of this issue is about, basically, Barbaric, Rapture, Dart, and uh, Ricochet all getting sick. Of the restrictions the police department's been putting on them, <laughs> right? And then paperwork they because paperwork can't do their job properly, can't use violence against violent criminals, all that mm-hmm. nonsense. Because what this issue? Because that's the thing. We this is basically the issue where they decide to quit the police force and strike yeah. it out on their own, right? Which yeah. we, we will talk about at a future date. But it is kind of weird going back through these issues that these characters were only on the police force for like two issues, 
Oh yeah, hardly at all. Yeah. And what's hilarious is they're in cop uniforms for one panel, and it's a great panel. Yeah. I love that panel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although there's a cover of them in cop ish- in cop outfits. Uh, issue, issue, yeah. issue, well, issue four has Barbaric in a cop outfit. Isn't there a cover of them all in? Oh yeah, Barbaric. Okay, you're right, you're just, right. we, we talked about that. I think you were complaining that Barbaric was the only one in the cover. But what's, like what's so funny is that, like, I do love them in their outfits. Like, I think, like, Raptures is slutty, you know, and, like, <laughs> just think. And I also wanted to say, I think it's hilarious that, like, this even all these years ago, Eric's, like, got the argument going, which he's kept this argument, has been consistent. If you, like, watch his Twitter or whatever, anytime it comes up. When people are like, why do superheroes dress that way? And he's like, well, they dress like athletes, so they have freedom of motion. Yeah. And, and like, here's Dart saying that very same shit. She's like, I need to move. Yeah, like, he I, always makes that argument of, like, armored Batman versus, like, you know, cloth suit Batman or whatever. Yeah. He's like, if you were armored, you couldn't move. Yeah, I, th- I think it's awesome. I think it's funny that, like, here it is, like, in the comic all those years ago. Can we can we talk about this issue six of these two pages? I guess after uh, Miss Schwartzblatt comes and there are two six panel pages, which is the first I feel like we've seen in this series. Like Eric, so far in the series has been really flashy, bigger panels. Oh yeah, yeah. This and is this like goes harkens back to like yeah, just traditional. Which you know, teenage me would have probably hated, but now I look back and I prefer these in a way. I really enjoy the aesthetic of it. And yeah. I feel like there's a lot of information getting kind of shown, and I think it's, it helps the storytelling a lot. Like, I, I prefer these now over the splashes or the two-panel pages. In general, this issue's layouts have calmed down, like, considerably. Off the yeah. extreme stuff, you mean? Like, 90s extreme. No, I mean off what Eric was doing in previous issues. Right. Like, you like know, he was doing wackier panels, like, crazier, like, stuff with, like, sound effects. It, this feels more like a traditional, even a modern Savage Dragon comic. In, in it comparison. does, big time. Um, yeah. I also think it's kind of nice to have some visual continuity. Um, the guys that are watching over Vanguard, like those are the same guards and the getup that you'll see in, in Vanguard. Vanguard. Yeah, yeah, later on, it's neat. It's cool. The thing I was confused about, I thought they put like villains or superpower guys in like that supermax prison, but apparently. And you'll see this in Vanguard because it's a reference to Vanguard. But this is in like some sub basement of the Chicago Police Department. Well, I'm sure they have holding checks. cells. I mean, there's a difference between holding and prison. You don't I guess you, I just you don't I go straight to that... prison. You got to go to holding first, and then you get transferred before your court date, depending on how dangerous you are. And to support what Jim's saying, the news guy even says that the Vanguard has a public defender that is trying to make his case that he didn't know what he was doing, like during his fight. Yeah, yeah. So he hasn't probably no, I just sent the county yet. I just wouldn't assume that they would have the hardware to hold like a super powered guy. I mean, Chicago. Craig? Chicago has a super freak problem, and yeah, that's why no, Dragon's no, here. It. So if they're actually having some success at catching these guys, they gotta have some place to put them to interrogate them and hold them. Now, whether or not the, they can actually hold them is another question entirely. I mean, Vanguard doesn't want to escape; he's a good guy. This is that same cell where they can, like, just electrocute the shit out of you if you try to get away. Right. Yep. That's cool. It's cool. I like Dragon telling Cyberface he's in deep doo-doo. It's just funny. Yeah. Dragon is away <laughs> with words. Deep Wordsmith. Doo-doo. Dart and Mighty Man just having a cup of coffee. 
cafe and everyone just staring at him. <laughs> exactly. And Dark kind of looking like she got like a Jedi robe over her Dark costume. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she does have a full robe on. I thought it was just a jacket, but you're right. It's down to her ankles. Yeah, it's just, just like a trench coat. Um, trench coat, yeah. Also, uh, again, it's funny, like, uh, Captain Stewart, uh, which it's so funny. You dudes, you bros told me. You were like, guys, Cap, you, I said something dumb about I was like, oh, Captain Stewart. And you're like, dude, he's been in the book forever. Well, he hasn't like, because apparently this no, is a different Captain Stewart multiple. than the one we know. Yeah. Apparently, for, for whatever reason, there's a James Stewart and a John Stewart, and they are not related, but they have the same yep. mustache. It's I don't know if that's Eric just saying, fuck it, or if it's a, a joke, or if it's just he forgot one day and said, oh, these can't be the same guy. I just changed their name. Yeah, yeah one's, the, the newer one is, is heavier, so, like stockier. Yeah. I mean, he would, have been, he would be older, but yeah, yes, he is stockier. But yeah, that's the deal. Is that this guy gets killed by Inferno in an upcoming issue. Mm-hmm. In the Savage World, I think that still happens. And then yeah, when Frank dies, the new Captain Stewart shows up. And, yeah. And he's a different guy. Beautiful. Beautiful. So it's cool. I like uh, Phyllis Dieter shows up. I don't think we've seen her yet in the book besides in a backup. Yeah, just and for so... a panel. For oh, Clinton. that's right. Yeah, she shows up. Um, and that's actually a really... It's her house. It's her house, yeah. So at this point, Freak Force is still kind of... Mighty Man's operating out of her house. It's it's and funny to think of them as just Freak Force. being in her house, like in her apartment. <laughs> like... Yeah. I hadn't read uh, Freak Force, and of course we're going to cover it on an upcoming retro, but like uh, I hadn't read Freak Force until, you know, I was prepping for these shows, and uh, yeah, just them sitting around in that house, I was like, what the hell? (laughs) What? But obviously, you know, it's funny, it makes a lot of sense. You wouldn't just come out of the gate and be like, well, I guess we've got a headquarters. It's a very natural thing. we got to go to the Justice League. (laughs) To the Hall of Justice. That's it. The the Hall of Justice. That's what I meant. <laughs> uh, Mildred leaves Frank. Uh, yeah, that, that's a thing. Yeah. yeah, Frank's life is spiraling. Yeah, she it? got her she got her leg broken in the past. She didn't realize it was. She thought it was an accident, but come to find out, DC goons are messing with her. But the real important thing is that Cyberface has agreed to talk, and so now they can. They have. They have. Enough evidence to arrest Cyber uh, uh, Dark Lord, not Dark Lord. What am I saying? Overlord. 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 Too many lords. Yeah, I I love that <laughs> panel with them all in the cop uniforms. Yeah, it's great, dude. I love it. I, 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 like I said, like Rapture makes sure to make her slutty, and like Hordus's spikes are just poking at her back. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Ricochet doesn't care because she's too young to be on the force anyway. Right. <laughs> awesome you gotta think like some poor bastard had to like order and make a, a, a cop shirt for barbaric and he fucking wore the thing for like <laughs> less than a day uh it's true yeah giant ass patch of like chicago police patch it would have to put on his shoulder <laughs> exactly whoever like ordered that... that is pissed <laughs> <laughs> it's all fucking giant you know but his badge is tiny i love it <laughs> I love it, dude. I love the panel where um, after the the super cops kind of leave, 
mm-hmm. and it's dragging all alone in the office how eric chose to just like color the floor all black and yeah. it really sets the tone like that's something i would never think of and it's just a good device to kind of set that like all alone type tone it really the atmosphere like starts on the panel below where like dragon's all isolated and everyone else in the office is in silhouette and then like it's just him in the door it's symbolism it's symbolism yeah it's good dude i love it i love it and then you know, of course he's got he's still got good old alex yeah then alex shows up and brings his world back yeah spent a lot of time training but don't worry about it dude you're good missed you big guy good to have you back and then frank's like time to take down overlord <laughs> it's a, that's such a weird panel because it's nothing that you've seen eric ever do again like that weird like overlord in the background clenching a fist it's like a weird it's a manga it, kind of thing to do yeah yeah it looks super cool it is very Jeez. cool i love it <laughs> And if he wants to do more of it, more power to him. But you're right. He really doesn't do that kind of thing. I wonder why. Like, usually in Savage Dragon, when you see a scene, it's exactly what's happening in the moment. But it's cool. It's atmospheric as fuck. So that's that. That's that for this issue. And, uh, man, these were the days, all these letters. (laughs) Dude, can can we talk about one of these letters? Lay it on me. All right. The first column, the very bottom. Will any other artist do Dragon by Dennis Brophy? It says, yes, I'm writing a Savage Dragon miniseries that Adam Hughes will be drawing and Jason Pearson is writing and drawing a Savage Dragon miniseries. Nobody is scheduled to draw in any fill-in issues of the regular Savage Dragon series yet, but I wouldn't rule out the possibility. Wow. Man, times have changed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow, Matt, what a different mindset 1993 had, huh? I, it would be blasphemy. Do you know what, like, fuck, it would make headlines. Be like, Savage Dragon has first fill-in artist in 28 years. I mean, it happened on issue 13. Not really. Yeah, not really, though. He did his own thing. It wasn't a fill-in, it was like a, it was like a, cross company thing and then he went back and redrew it but i think at that time he wasn't thinking that he was gonna draw every issue it's just so fucking crazy though it's crazy to think that he wouldn't be thinking that like you know what i mean like i would love to like like know what that kind of like mindset like what was he thinking like yeah, one day I'll just get someone else to do this book, you know, and I'm like, like, just sit back and get some royalties or something. Like, it's just so different. I'm glad you pointed that out because I didn't really have time to pour over all these letters. But, my God, dude, that's, like, dramatically different. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? that one stuck out to me. But, I mean, I mean, we're talking about issue six and, you know, things, <laughs> things that change in the years. And it's like, who knew what his mindset was, you know? So, real awesome. quick real quick about the ads. There's a Freak Force ad back here, which, of course, we're going to be reading in a very near future episode. But I want to talk about this big double-page Gen 13 spread. Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> so, the thing about this, it's advertising from the creators of Wildcats uh, Wild and Stormwatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what really jumps out at me, though, is the credited creators, Jeff, yeah. Jeff Scott and Alex Gardner. It took, me like, mm-hmm. it took me, like, a few minutes to realize, oh... J. Scott. That's yeah. what? J. Scott Campbell. Yeah, J. Scott Campbell. 
Right. Yeah. So th- this is like a point before he what decided to brand himself or. Well, yeah. if you guys remember, he had art in a letters column, the Savage Dragon, before he was even like doing anything really. Pro. Well, well, the joke I was going to make is finally the guy who got his art post uh, art ran in Nintendo Power has got a gig. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I forget, it was one of these earlier issues of Dragon that his art was published in the letters pages. Yeah, it was a quick turnaround. I think he was in the mini. Yeah. Yeah, he was in the mini, and then here we are, it's only issue, like, six, and uh, J. Scott's got a series at Image. It's fucking crazy. You know, I thought that Gen 13 came out for a few issues as Gen X, and then was either... You are thinking of a Marvel, Marvel book. No, no, I think that's no, what he's saying, no. though, is it was initially Gen X, and then Marvel said, no, you can't call it that. Yeah, so oh. I thought it came out, actually, like the first issue or two is Gen X, but I guess they caught it beforehand. But I do yeah, remember... It might, have, it might have solicited as Gen X. I do, re- yeah, well, that's what I'm saying, but it's here in the ads as Gen 13 already, so I guess it never came out as Gen X, but it definitely was at one point solicited as Gen X. Here's and the thing. Yeah. Pop quiz. Oh, by the way, you are correct. Yeah, your your comic history's right. Yeah, it was Gen X and then Marvel put the kibosh on it and they became Gen thirteen. Yeah. Um I know Jim can do it, so I'm gonna ask you, Craig, from left to right, can you name the members of Gen thirteen? I can. No, I can I can only name Grunge. I can I can name them all. Go for it, <laughs> and Jim. And it's not I because I care about this book at all, it's just I for whatever reason I know all these characters. <laughs> Gen 13's fun, but keep going. It's Fairchild, Free No, from left to right. Oh, oh, you mean the ones I... Oh, you mean from the... Don't just listen. On the the ad. Oh. Uh, That is... um, Is that... The first one is... I lost my train of thought. Rainmaker. Right. I'll be honest, I don't know who Scally is. I think it's... Is it John Holt? It's John Lynch. Lynch, okay. Um, Okay, I don't know who this guy is at all. I thought it was Bobby, but this guy looks like That's he's grunge. got a robot eye. No, Grunge is in the thir- is with uh, Freefall in the in the fourth. Oh, movie. I see. And okay. then Fairchild's the last one, right? So I don't know who this dude with the sword in his hand, I guess, is. Yeah, I would have thought that was Bobby. You know, uh, it's Mr. got Lynch's, names on the uh, side. Ages. Oh, well, that's helpful. <laughs> Except it's purple and it's hard to read on black. Well, see, Lynch it doesn't have his oh, name. I don't see his name what, there. Threshold. Maybe. Oh, you know what? I I don't think uh, Rainmaker. It's not Rainmaker. I think uh, Threshold might be there. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know Gen 13. Oh, fuck. I I was talking to uh, fellow Savage Dragon fan Mark Welser today, and Mm -hmm. we were talking about Wildstorm, and right as we were talking, it dawned on me that Wildstorm is just the combination of Wildcats and Stormwatch. Yeah. That's how lazy the name was. <laughs> I just never clicked with me. Oh, that's funny, dude. I never realized that either. <laughs> I never thought about that until I was like, wait a minute. Did they just put Wildcats and Stormwatch together? Like, so that means... Pretty lazy. <laughs> so Wildcats and Stormwatch, if they make uh, Wildstorm, then wouldn't there also be like... Catwatch? Cat Catwatch. <laughs> I'd like to be a member of Catwatch. Watch cats. I mean, wild wildcats and Stormwatch, I believe, are always connected because I think they were like two sides of like the same conflict or something. Because it's it's all connected. Yeah, yeah. there was there was that little Wildstorm universe. Was um, what's funny is that quietly grew into so much more. 
like it became authority and planetary and well, like all that. Stormwatch evolved into authority, and then planetary right. was planetary was kind of its own thing. I don't think it actually existed in the Wildstorm universe, at least officially. Oh, it totally did because there's no references they, to anything in it. I've read they had it. a crossover with the authority. Well, no, they had a, they had a crossover with the Justice League. That doesn't mean anything. No, they had a cross. Like I'm just telling you, dude. Like they're they're connected because they would talk about each other and stuff. Like in planetary, they talked about like Apollo and shit. Like did they? Because I I guess I glossed over that part because I read it like last year and I don't remember not, that. Not like extensively, but I mean they were in the same world. Yeah, totally, totally. They were in. I mean, in, pl- in planetary, they dealt with Superman type characters and dead Superman I'm just saying like characters. Mr. Majestic and all those dudes all that Wildstorm shit was a universe like you know how Dragon had oh, like I know. his little I, I know it's a universe I mean I read some of it alright well, I, what I are just we don't... talking about well I just don't <laughs> think Planetary is part of the universe I think it was Authority Wildcats Gen 13 and they would talk about shift ships okay there's your proof right there you know the guy that was basically Shazam he drove a shift ship which is the same thing that the authority used as a headquarters was a shift ship oh all right wild okay. storm cast yeah right. wild savage wild storm cast. all right <laughs> and the back cover is vanguard 3 which we talked about in a previous episode but hold on i just want to say that it is joe mad and like if you were just seeing that for the first time as a kid your fucking lid was flipped, because goddamn, that's great. My lid's flipped because it says Vanguard and the Savage Dragon are copyright Eric Larson. I thought Gary Carlson owned Vanguard. They co-own it, I think. They're, they, they're co-creators. I see. Enough said. <laughs> Can I ask you guys a question about Savage Dragon number no. seven? Okay. Oh, moving along. <laughs> As you were. No, mine's on different stock than six. Paper uh, stock. Does it have a big barcode in the corner? Yes. That's a newsprinted, newsstand edition. Then I need to get the glossy one. You do. Because this very is glossy. this is yellowed as shit in places. Yeah, newsstand editions were all uh, non-glossy for whatever reason. And They're hard to find. Too. Direct market ones are glossy. That's well, strange. I, Although I, I will be realize. curious if there are additional ads in the back because. There, the, you, were, you, were, you were talking about you were talking about uh, uh, letter pages. Uh-huh. The, the direct the direct uh, direct edition I have is uh-huh. literally all letter pages all the way to the back cover. They're Same no, on this newsstand edition. Really, I'm shocked yeah. that they did that. Yeah, I was gonna say it's very weird because I don't think that happens anywhere else. Yeah, letter, letter pages think. on the back page is fascinating and it's weirdness. <laughs> Yes, dude. Yeah, it is. It is incredibly weird and yet very awesome because they got so many letters. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight pages of letters, and they print all the way to the back cover. It's fucking incredible. So I'm glad you taught me something, dude. I didn't even know this was what this was. And like, there's a section where it's not quite a full bleed page. Like, it's like Dragon, you know, scrack-a-boom, and he's getting knocked into a column. So I've got white along the edges of that splash page. Really? And, bro, it is so yellowed. <laughs> like, all the people who <laughs> want to say newsprint doesn't make matter, like, it looks just as good, you can just shut right the fuck up, because it looks like trash years later. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Give I mean, me some fighting words. Dude, fuck them. Bring it on. My Tweet glossy me. pages look as fresh as they were the day they were printed. Dude, well, that's the thing, is I'm looking at my issue six here. It doesn't smell like issue... mildew. 
Dude, it doesn't stink. It's not miscolored. It, the whites are super bright. It looks like it was printed yesterday. I look at this fucking issue seven of mine. It is yellowed as fuck, dude. <laughs> so yellow. There's like yellow everywhere. Stop putting it in direct sunlight, dude. I didn't. This shit came out of a plastic sleeve. It's weird. I don't know. You don't have a giant humidor you store your comics in? <laughs> well, must be nice. Climate controlled. <laughs> Craig goes, Jarvis. Do, 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 do. Just master. <laughs> Open <Airlock>. the door. <laughs> Open the door to my comic cavern. Yes, go. Craig. Just for my savage. It would be like notes. 102 degrees and zero moisture. <laughs> um, this is a beautiful cover. I love it. Love this it, cover. It, it almost... Okay, this is going to be weird to say. This almost seems like a. it was... It's older. It almost feels like an... A, after the last cover, this one almost feels like a throwback cover. If that's... You know, for a series that's seven issues old. I don't know really, why do you say that. Just the coloring seems like an older previous cover. Previous cover. You know it looks old to me. <laughs> like because my newsprint cover. Right. Well, the it's cover just, is... It newsprint. is yellowed. No, but I mean, it still looks like weirdly yellowed. I'm the... the Inking is a little scratchier. Yeah. The thing that distracts me is a little weird, and I don't think he would do this nowadays, is those all the action lines. You don't like that? I was well, about to praise Well, no, no, no. They're curved. They're not straight. Well, no, that's what I love. I was about to I don't, praise that big punch. I think it's cool, but I think it's really busy, and I don't think he would do that in a comic nowadays. Like, he's got the swooping punch, but then he's got all these, like, lines, like, ejecting out of, you know, of it. Like, oh, I love it. showing the impact. To me, that's cool. ma- that's manga as fuck. I love it, dude. I like the glow of, like, hitting the face. Yep. Yeah, like hit spark. Exactly. Oh, well, that's what, that's what the motion lines kind of remind you of, is hit spark. Dude, so for, to me, Craig, I feel the complete opposite. I love this. Th- those those motion lines sell that punch so goddamn mm-hmm. good. And the only thing that is weird to me, because I do have a tiny gripe, is that the line work of Overlord's cape goes up and under the logo. Yeah, the, yeah it's got it's like a trans- see-through logo. It's got like a transparency yeah. thing going on for some reason. I don't like. It's that. not even. Full, I don't like. It's it not either. even full transparency. It's he painted the logo a different color than his cape, so it's not even transparent. Yeah. It's like. It's like uh, uh, screened. It's a screen. Yeah, it's real weird. It's, it's so, so to me, there's my little nitpick. Uh, but as far even, as like, it's weird too because even the lines go through the the and savage, the s and savage. Yeah, <laughs> it makes it look weird. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, it, well, there's and a, the image eye. There's, there's a weird tan- <laughs> for some reason. Uh, there's also a weird tangent going on here. Okay, you see the swoop of of Overlord's fist up near mm-hmm. the end. All right, so you see the inner line that kind of goes in. There's the major curved one on the right, and then there's the slightly curved one on the left. Uh-huh. You see how the one in the left goes up to the end, and then above it you see another line jutting out? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I see what you mean. That jutting out one probably shouldn't be there. It's um, a choice. It is a choice. Some choices were made. <laughs> I still think it's strong, though. I think this cover's oh, strong. Oh, it's great. I mean, it's great fun. impact. Dragon looks great. The fin looks pretty good. Overlord looks cool as fuck. Got his hood I mean, up. Just... Overlord. Overlord doesn't wear his hood anymore. He's. I think that's actually something I never really thought about. Is like all post, all post Sagetti overlords don't really wear the hood. That was kind of a Sagetti. Yeah, it's thing. too Doctor Doomish. Yeah. But it is. It's all good in the hood. This is the original Invincible versus Omni Man comic. This yes, is kind dude. of what it all 
led up to when you were reading it back then. You're like, oh shit, now they're they're gonna face each Hero's other. Hero's gonna fight the bad guy. Craig, you are not fucking kidding, dude. That's the perfect metaphor because when I read this shit, I was like, God damn, he's taking on his big bad villain. But you know what's crazy? They've never met before this issue. They know of each other though. Well, I'm sure they're aware right. of each other. I mean Which makes sense because why would Overlord like he's up in the tower commanding shit? Yeah. What was the word play in the cartoon? <laughs> Jim, that was the funniest reference, you know. <laughs> like, what was that stupid? Like, Dragon looks at the sign and he's like, "It's not Overlord." He rearranged. Oh, the it's letters. something shoes. It was. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember the exact name. Something. It was something shoes. The dragon just looks and sees that and like, ah, for the lover. <laughs> but this, even this splash page, dude. Dragon's hand cannon. Huh. Uh, I love that giant goddamn tube gun. Like, yeah. I love it, dude. Frank gets a giant, like, Uzi thing, and he gets this, like, high-tech giant tube gun. Yeah, it is fucking awesome. This, like, the silhouette, like, everything, like, their eyes are blacked out, and, like, it's nothing but black, like, darkness with just, like, a square to represent the floor of the elevator. Yep. Yeah, you can picture them just waiting for the elevator door to open. Like, they're just cruising up it. It's kind of dude, interesting you... you don't hear anything about, like, any resistance for them coming in. Nah, they just fucking rode the elevator. <laughs> That's it. Can, can anyone just ride the elevator? If you if you ride to the top, do you just die to Overlord so no one does it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, you got to think. Yeah, like, if you're going to face Overlord, are you going to take his elevator up there? I know, right? <laughs> and what's funny is Dragon makes a, a, a comment about how he should have just blown up the building. And I'm like, well, fuck yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could 9-11 it. But uh, it doesn't seem very safe to the surround. Can you imagine, like, a cop just blowing up an entire building to get a guy? <laughs> just, just like... <laughs> you might you might get slapped with some, uh, uh, oh, what's the word? What Dark got in trouble for, um... Fucking Vanguard's in jail right now for property excessive damage. Excessive force. Excessive force, exactly. Property damage and excessive force? Goddamn dragon, I'll have your badge on my desk. <laughs> Dragon stand yeah. there covered in dust. <laughs> exactly. Grimy a river, Stewart. It worked. Not, not that it would matter, because Overlord could totally survive that. His armor's pretty strong. Okay. You imagine how mad he'd be, though. <laughs> I don't know. Overlord seems like the kind of guy, if you drop a building on him, he'll just kind of walk out and then blow you up and then walk, keep walking. You like, it wouldn't, even, wouldn't even perturb him that much. It's good though, guys. I mean, an all splash page issue. Well, that's I the thing. Like... We should we should talk about that real quick. This whole issue's gimmick is that every page is a splash page. Yeah. Um, and goddamn, <laughs> all killer, no filler, dude. It's a very, very. It's an action heavy issue, but also reads. It also reads kind of quick because it is all splash pages, and I think that's why. I think that was one of the big downsides of this issue is just that there's. When you when you limit yourself to what is essentially only twenty panels, twenty two yeah. panels in this era, you got to be really good with your space. Well, dude, that's why it's an impressive like fucking feat. You are essentially reading, like you said, a twenty panel fight, and so it really technically shouldn't be like what you'd call good. But like, goddamn, dude, he knocked it out of the park. Like this shit still hits. 
just as fucking hard as it did the day I read it. Like, this is still fucking, like, and the whole time I'm reading it, I'm like, oh, yeah! <laughs> I bet you 7 and 8 are the most memorable Savage Dragon comics in general to most fans. To most fans, I bet, yeah. Hmm, this is I mean, only this is only twenty pages long. I guess they weren't twenty two even in this era. For some reason, I thought he re- I, re- I thought he, Eric reduced himself from twenty two to twenty at some point, but even now it's twenty. Yeah. Can you imagine like Frank and Dragon? They ride up the elevator and they tell Overlord that they've got a warrant for his arrest. You're under arrest, sir. Come like do you quietly. Think, like, I mean, I guess they had to do it like by the book, but like, did they think for a minute that was going to work? Well, I mean, that's the question. I mean, it eventually comes out that this was all somewhat staged. For but they still got to do it. They still got to do it. They got to follow uh, procedure. procedure. No one's there. I wouldn't do it. I'd just be like, it's ass-kicking time. Dude, when Frank got blasted, like, I want to know what was your... Okay, first of all, question. First Am skeleton. I talking? Am I talking? Yeah, no joke. Am I talking to two cats that read this shit back in the day? God no, fuck no. I read this. Okay, in a, I, I read this in a. I'm... Go ahead, Craig. No, go ahead. I read this in the second trade paperback, uh, Force to Be Reckoned With, I believe, which uh-huh. I bought within a couple of months of me starting to read Dragon. I'm pretty okay. sure I bought both vol- first volumes within a couple of months of getting ninety. Uh-huh. So I definitely read this like early on when I started reading. What about you, Craig? I read this, but I cannot remember. For the, it's so long ago, I can't remember what my reaction is because I've reread it so many times in so many formats since Dude. that you forget what your reaction is. But I'm sure, I'm sure, I was blown away. Also, Dude, first skeleton, first Jesus. I, I remember when I flipped that page. And Frank got terminated. Terminator, like fucking Sarah Connor holding the fence. Like you're a fucking skeleton on fire. Yeah. I was like, God damn. Like, dude, it <laughs> blew my fucking mind, dude. It blew my balls off. This whole fucking scene. I was like, because you just don't expect, you know, you're used to in comics, like shit doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, the whole time I'm thinking, oh, they're going to have a real good tussle, you know, and they're going to live. Like, I mean, I knew Dragon was a bloody book, but, like, god damn, Frank got atomized. Yeah. (laughs) His bones. It's just skeleton. It's fucking shards. His bones dust, dude. So be it. Jesus. Like, fucking, wow. Even his fucking gun is dust. Yeah, I mean, that was my question. Where'd Dragon's gun go? Shot in the dust, dude. Like, yeah. God damn. And again, like just like the cover, those lines, like those action lines. Woo! Well, here it works a lot better because it's coming off of a big hand blast, so you get they're more they read more as like light rays than action rays, but they serve the same purpose. I want to see. I got to pull out my archives and see what this looks like in black and white. Yeah, pretty good. I have seen it that way. There's a lot of. Uh, Bone shards. I bet yeah, it's gorgeous. It looks amazing. Yeah. All the ink splatter. He's got the, those weird panels that he did for a while, with like the weird, like, smudgy, like, uh, borders. It's 90s. It's super 90s. That, like, extreme, like, scroll. It's like yeah. marker scribble. You can sort of see it at the top of the uh, big, uh, what is it? Hold on. I have to hold up this issue because this, uh, this uh, sound effect is so long. This is saying, <laughs> for a... Fra whoosh, 
This is a farouche. Farouche. So at the top of the farouche page, you can sort of see those kind of those kind of squiggles at the top on the. Well, if you look at both pages, what you got going on here is it's like as if the blast was so goddamn powerful. Oh, yeah. That this panel is tilted. Yeah. I don't notice it, that when you when you hold it really up close to your face, you don't notice that. You got to really hold it back. Yeah. To really get yeah. that effect. But you're right. The whole panel is shooken. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. See, we're so, learning things we've never seen before. There's always secrets to be found. I can't swear it, but I feel like those long lines, probably, you know, in comics, everything's got seven names. Word balloon, thought bubble, thought cloud, word balloon, like yeah. speech bubble. But I feel like I've heard pretty consistently those lines that we're talking about on the cover and specifically the ones coming off the hand blast called like zip lines. Uh, and yeah, go ahead. And, and basically it's just like meant to like fucking emphasize like action. I've known them as speed lines. Speed lines works too. Z- zip, yeah, zip, zip know. was more uh, zip a tone. Mm-hmm. I, I've never heard them called zip lines. Well, speed, speed lines, zip lines. Like basically, it's like to in, to indicate like, woof, like just like like something's like fucking really. But again, moving. these almost read more like God rays because I think they're coming from a light source. But they they serve both purposes. I think, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I just think they just really work, dude. They work so good. And then you got a really awesome, like, the old football charge dragon. You're going to pay. Like, just with the hands in the air. So good, dude. Not thrilled about his uh, jacket in this. <laughs> the sleeveless trench coat. The sleeveless coat. trench coat look he's got going on in this issue. Yeah. yeah, he's still hanging on to that look for a while. Yeah. I incorrectly said that that was a Ninja Turtles thing, but it absolutely is here in this super iconic issue. Yeah. You got another one of those, like, weird panels on the other page where... But it's very 3D. Don't you think it creates, like, a 3D look? Like Dragon... all the speed lines. (laughs) Yeah, like Dragon coming up out of the panel. And I It's very, very uh, manga-type action. Yes, dude. And even I was going to say, like, you don't have a lot of this in Dragon as much as you had in Spawn. But, like, you can see, like, that it matters to me in red. And for that, yeah. you're going to pay this man. Like, it's in red. With a bubble, like, circle, like, got, like the red highlights around it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Very also, nice. you used to see this a lot back in the day. You don't see it much anymore. Now, the sound effects that are transparent. Oh, that, yep. is, that, is, that is unique. You, don't, you definitely do not see that. It's good, though. It's a nice space saver because it's like you get a big old fucking sound effect, but it's not covering up the art. Because if that was solid, that wouldn't it would, look good. It would ruin that 3D effect you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of, speaking of manga, those exclamation points at the end almost look like kanji. I get it. You get it? It's one of the, yeah. Like, the thing is, is and what's funny is, like, their sound effects will have, like, exclamation points and shit. Yeah. You, again, that's another thing you don't see so much these days. Like, you really don't see, like, kaboom with a big exclamation point. But, I mean, yeah. even on the next page, uh, you got scrack-a-boom, and it's got two exclamation points right there. Yeah, you don't usually see the exclamation Until you know points. it's serious. <laughs> I love that. It just busts a column in that skyscraper. Just yeah, dude. shatters it. And I love, love the, the shot of Cyberface in his cell. I will say that that is, honest to goodness, an iconic image. There's a few in this issue. 
But that image of Cyberface with the poisoned food, that's an iconic image, dude. The, the dirty toilet water? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, they're screwed now. I mean. Right, because now they don't have the evidence they went to arrest him for in the first place. Right. right. So, like, Dragon, Dragon's getting double ass kicked. Yeah. So, Frank's dead. Dragon's getting his ass kicked. Cyberface is dead. And, and that's the thing. It's is all like you gone wrong. Tw- you only got 20 pages, but dude, like storytelling. You know what I mean? Like you're getting story development in this 20-page fight scene. Oh, it's so good. I will say this. Yeah. This is a very strange line for uh, Overlord to say, in my opinion. Because he, he doesn't talk very much, but he talks a bit in this issue. I'm the meanest son of a bitch in this town. I don't know. I always kind of picture him as more regal than that. Yeah, he's a he's a ex mobster. Yeah, as we come to find out. Well, what's great is there's that little hint there. He's like, no freak can take that away from me. Like, there's your little hint. Like, he's not a freak under that armor. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I would think he would say, "I'm the meanest son of a bitch." Like, regal. I think you're getting fooled by the doom like parallels. Right. Like that's true. yeah, I think like he totally would be like, you know, because he's always threatening people and shit like that. So, it's so funny. More of these like three D panels where like dragons flying out of it. This time it's like in red ink. So good, dude! I love it. <laughs> getting hit through another wall. See, now this is a good two panel sequence where dragons getting popped through the panel, and then it switches to him getting hit against the back wall. I get what you're saying. You're talking about the flow of motion. Indeed. Yep. You know, there's the two camps. There's the people that think that doesn't matter, and then there's the people that really seriously like... Then there are the people who are wrong. You're right. (laughs) Who thinks that what doesn't matter? Flow of motion. Uh, Because basically, essentially, as long as you... Like, the, the people who think it doesn't matter, it's like, well, as long as you understand the sequence, like, it doesn't really matter if the flow of motion is left to right or whatever. But like what we're seeing here on this two page spread where like overlord is on the left punching dragon to the right. And then on the right page, dragon is traveling again from the left to the right. It's like the flow of motion for the people that love it and like need it. Like that's this two page spread is like perfect flow of motion. It's awesome. I think it works a lot better. Yeah, I don't, like, after years of seeing it done wrong, I don't need it to be that way. Like, you yeah. you can get to where you don't need it. But, I will say, it, when it's right, can, it helps. <laughs> can we talk about the next page? Yeah. When we're going, we're going page by page, but only because there aren't that many to go through. And every single one of these pages is, like, one of the more iconic dragon moments. Yeah. Right. <laughs> How iconic, not iconic, but this is definitely an Eric Larson pose, that hand. Yeah, well, it's you it's know that he it's a dragon is down pose because he's he's gotten his ass kicked for a while, but now he's getting back to his feet. But that hand position is something that's unique to I feel like Eric style. It's a bit of so a football like, stance. Like it's a bit of a gorilla motion, gorilla stance. Yeah, the limperist. Yeah, the limp. Well, it's not limp. Yep. He's, he's he's using his knuckles to steady himself. No, I, but I know what Raven's saying. He's just saying that position of the wrist that comes up a lot on panels in Savage Dragon. If you if you if you know what I mean. Like there's that, also that. see how Dragon is crouched. Like there's kind of almost like a football charge that Dragon yeah. and like other Larson characters do 
not a fan of the way the blood was colored. It looks too like like it's popped out. On this newsprint, it's not so bad. No. Although what is funny on this newsprint is on the opposite page where you have the doom and he's punching him into the column. Uh, the darkness of the like web effects, which is just goddamn awesome. It's yeah. more dark around Overlord than it is on the rest of the column. <laughs> now I'm gonna, oh, no I'm going to say this: the Doom font seems very like evocative of a Thor font, but the, yeah. the the Thor font that I'm thinking of, I think, is comes from way later than than what I'm than no. when this issue is published. No, Simonson Thor is before. Is this the Simonson Thor era Thor logo? As a matter of fact... Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it. You're right. It is. We'll, we'll see in the letters page, Eric talks about how he was going for an experiment that Simonson did with Thor with the one panel per page. Right. So it makes sense that he would make a reference. I guess. It still seems weird. a weird type of... Really? I don't know. I guess the cool thing is it kind of... Uh, Makes you feel like what I don't know. It's almost like represents the Overlord armor. Yeah, like yeah. Punching the armor, the the sound effect almost looks like Overlord's armor. Well, it's like imagine like it's metallic. Like you're running your fist into this metallic dude, and you're right, Craig. Like it's the visual. Yeah, I, I say this all the time, and like it's funny that like there's enough people that just don't give a shit anymore that people really like oh whatever old man whatever. And but I'm like dude. You know, comics are words and pictures, and it's a visual medium. So, like, the way you're saying this sound effect is, like, evocative of, like, Overlord's armor. Yes, dude. Yeah. I'm sure that's not a mistake. I'm sure that was intentional. Right. Absolutely. Even the colors match his armor. You wouldn't just decide to switch the font like that as a mistake. Like, that's, that's done on purpose. Right. This is beautiful. The other thing, I mean, we're kind of just uh, dogging on the dragon trench coat. But in a scene like this where they're up on the top of the building and the wind's blowing, it kind of looks cool. Like you just picture like Mm -hmm. they're duking it out. The wind's just kind of rushing through the broken windows or wherever they are. The cityscapes below and and they're, you know, the the cloaks are just flapping away in the wind. Comic or the cape. One of the things a cape does for a comic character is it just sells motion in a static image. Like, it sells motion. So, like, you know, his tattered trench coat, like, trailing behind him. Hell yeah, dude. Well, it's not trailing like, behind him. He's he's cutting through it. Like, his trench coat's blowing one way, but he's going through it another way. On the Doom panel. That's what I'm talking about. See how the, the cape is curved, like, behind him? So, mm-hmm. like Craig said, the wind is, like, blasting it off the side of the building. But Dragon's right. shoving right through it. It still shows you where he's been. I'm just saying, like, he's coming from, like, you know, where he was to punch him. It just sells motion. Right. It's good. Speaking of uh, thing, the funny thing is Savage Dragon, I've always thought it was funny about him, is that, like, he can look like a goddamn evil character. Well, he is an evil (laughs) character. He's a goddamn villain. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, on this, your reign of terror is His Emperor Kerr is coming out. Yeah, big time, dude. Like, he looks evil as shit on this fucking panel as of now. Yeah, he's, in, now Jason, he's in brain-eating mode. Can I, just, can, can I just tell you this Jason Peterson pin-up? I love it. Oh, yeah, intermission time, yeah. everybody. Yeah, for, for the pin-up. <laughs> Go get your popcorn. Uh, yeah, but I do think, here's the thing. 
there is a staple right in the middle of Van's face. It sure is. Yeah. That could not have been worse placement. Yeah. Like, because it's going to be either be a hole or you're going to damage it slightly, bending the the the, the staple back. So it, it doesn't really look great as a poster if there's a big hole right in his face. There's going to be a hole in the crease. Jason Pearson ended up drawing issue two of Vanguard, and we'll get to that on a, another retro down the line. But well, I actually have a lot it, of experience with Jason Pearson recently. Lay it on us. He, he draws an extended run on Legion of Superheroes uh, coming out mm-hmm. a little bit before this time, and he's definitely a highlight uh, artist art-wise of that era. Yeah. yeah he's, uh, he's, he's real good with that pen. Even uh, even on this thing, the the like again, like just the action, like just the angle on that ship, and like the way the lasers are like coming down, like man, yeah, it's good. This is good. Well, I would say in Vanguard, he might be my favorite issue, and there's a lot of heavy hitters in there, mm-hmm. and guys who, on name alone, I would have thought would have done a better issue, mm-hmm. but his Vanguard issue, I mean, it's good. It's good. Like, he did a, a great job on it. It's funny and you're saying that, Craig, because I totally agree. I put him right up there with Joe Mad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those two in particular were probably the highlight of that. I would have thought Rick Leonardi and Joe Mad would have been the best ones, and I'm almost going to say I think I've got to revisit them all again, but I think Pearson, for my money, was the one that really – really did the best i, I, bl- we'll I believe it because like i said he's done like a bunch of superhero legion of superhero stuff before he did this pinup and he's got chops so i would not be yeah. sh- of those people i loved his body bag series which is great i was gonna say he's body bags right yeah, yeah. yes okay i knew i knew his name and i knew i recognized his as dumb as this sounds i knew i recognized his cartoon women <laughs> oh yeah they're yeah, they're very no, distinctive smoking women they're very unique, but like, I I couldn't quite place him. But body bags, got it, got it. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm. I can't wait to read that Vanguard stuff. We'll give him a lot more praise for sure. When did um, with the other image books, I think Spawn was doing posters like Savage Dragon. It's such a weird thing because like I don't remember. There was no like Marvel books weren't doing posters and stuff. And Dragon had the longest run of posters. Yeah, we're in, a, we're, cool. in, we're in a period of posters, and the thing, the cr- and it lasts a long time. But it's not like there was ever a precedent, like in other comics, to do this. Right. Besides, maybe Spawn. I think Spawn was doing it. For and a these while. are these are just two regular pages of the comic. So it's a thirty-two page comic of which you're using four pages to do this poster. Which is funny because yeah. you uh, sacrifice eight pages of letters. You could ditch some letters. <laughs> you know what I mean. And then, like, have your normal page count be the same. Um, I did. Oh, all I was going to say, no, you know what? Your thought's probably more related. I was about to take something somewhere else, but with posters. But keep going. Well, I I was just going to say, I just remember being excited to see what the next poster was going to be like. Like, it was fun. It was like, oh, shit, so-and-so, you know, Jay Lee's going to do Dragon or, you know, Deadly Duo by Eric Larson. Who's the Deadly Duo? Like, I want to see this, you know? Agreed. I actually, with this whole COVID-19 thing, uh, I was just thinking the other day, I was like, you know what, like, you know, we were talking so much about, like, the medium not being fully utilized, and one thing a print comic could do that, like, a digital comic could never do, include a damn poster. 
You know what I mean? Like, put a coloring sheet in there. As dumb as that fucking sounds to say out loud, it's a little way to work your format that digital can never compete with. And you you need stuff like that, honestly. I would love to see posters come back. Would I be hanging posters all over my wall? I mean, I do have posters on my wall. I don't know, but if it looked good enough, sure, fuck it. I'll put it up. But it'd just be cool that it would fucking exist. Like, I don't know, just saying. Posters, dude, bring them back. N- Nintendo Power had posters in every issue, but because that book was uh, had a glued spine, you could never yeah. get them out properly. Didn't make sense, did it? So didn't make sense. We're f- returning to the main story, of course. We get Overlord blasting Dragon's hand off, dude. And again, uh, our second blew, Jesus. This blew my fucking ball. Because let's not forget. I, let's not forget. Dragon has not been injured like this yet. Yes, dude. This has I never know. happened before, dude. When I saw this, I was like, oh. Fuck! Like the bad guy's winning, <laughs> like big oh, yeah. time, super winning. Like, and the placement behind the poster. So even though it is on the right hand side, Ooh. you don't see this until you flip the poster. I didn't think about that. That crafty Eric Larson did it again. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. Like when you flip this poster, and then it's like whoosh, and his fucking hands. And what's really good? Like, and what's really good is okay. So remember we talked last issue how I didn't really appreciate those two double page spreads being like two different sides of the conflict, and it didn't really work in my mind. Sure. Look at the page preceding the hand being blown off. Dragon's coming in with his right hand, and Overlord's lifting up his left. Flip the page. Overlord's blasting with his left. Shooting dragons right. Oh, baby. This, that's, this is how you flip the camera. That's a sweet sequential art. And what's funny is I've praised him in previous fincasts, but if you really love that stuff, pay attention because Savage Dragon's fucking full of stuff like that. Like a dude will be rearing back with his right hand on one page, and then the next page he's like swinging with the right. And so. Well, and you get dragon's face like you were saying before it looks like an evil bastard to like helpless on the next when he's getting blasted yes dude it's awesome i love the shading on the fin on the the the, the image where he's getting blasted where it's you know the brightness of the, the flare from the glove is like got his other side of the fin really dark darkly shaded yep yeah and his face is like white because it's so close to the blast yeah. Like, oh, it's so fucking awesome, dude. Again, his hand is just like fucking shards. Because in your mind, when you're reading this at the time, you've seen Dragon do so much that you put his invulnerability level at just, he can't fucking be hurt really hardly. And then to just get him seen like fucking dude overloading. Losing a limb. Just pokes holes in him like fucking nothing. Even you flip the page. I mean, the old one-two punch, dude. You flip the page, and then boom, there goes a torso. Yeah, you're like, how does he come back from this? Yeah, he, come on. I mean, previously, the worst he's ever been is he got he lost a lot of blood to the shrew. That's it. Right. Or to uh, Hellraiser. Oh, right, yeah. it was Hellraiser cut him up, right, yeah. Passing out in the grocery store. Right, that, that's what I was talking about, right. Yep. But right here, Overlord took his hand, <laughs> his right hand, and put a freaking hole size of... I don't know. A watermelon? Easy. Yeah. Through his chest or stomach. I don't know. <laughs> and then and then knocks him through the window. 
And then as if that isn't enough, because I mean, goddamn, this se- dude, this falling from the top of the building sequence, beautiful. I mean, this is the yeah. why. This is why motherfuckers want a Savage Dragon movie because this shit is cinematic as fuck. Your end Him- of Act Two will be pretty good. <laughs> falling, he fall. It's not enough that he falls from the building because again, as I'm, I remember my thoughts reading this shit, dude. Be better it if blew- you end the movie like this. Did it bloop? Can you imagine? Can you imagine like audience reactions? They thought that Thanos shit was a big deal. Can you imagine if you left the theater and Savage Dragon was impaled on a big spike? I I love how like he gets knocked through the window. You get the big sound. So uh, throughout this whole issue is sound effects everywhere. Giant ass sound effects, right? right? And then you get the two scenes where he's just falling. And you could picture if this was cinematic, it would just be no sound almost. Yep. No sounds. Just slow motion. Yeah, which is just amazing. Dude, it's fucking incredible. Like I said, to this day, this shit blows my balls off. It's fucking insane. And then, like you said, Craig, all of a sudden the sound's back on. Boom, he's like right on this fucking spike. And then... stump hand. And then Overlord gets that cheeky, that cheeky, almost Ghostbusters-like moment. Yeah, where he's super cocky, like t- as if he didn't just as if you didn't just witness the bad guy, fucking basically kill the lead of the comic, and he's like, in your next life, when somebody suggests you leave or face their wrath, leave. That's <laughs> so good, dude. Can we can we talk about the coloring? I thought the coloring is great. You know, it's like it's almost dusk. I yeah. love how like the city looks golden. You know, the hues. Yeah. Um. Just the lighting of the streets below and the streetscape. It's just, it's good. It's good. There's a number of coloring moments on this that still absolutely hold up to this day. You talked about the um, light of his fin, you know, and his face was white. But then, like, to choose to make the skeletal, like, shards, you know, to color hold on those and have them be that dark crimson red. Mwah beautiful well there's 57 color separators on this issue alone <laughs> are there <laughs> this is like at least eight yeah there are <laughs> You're right. olympics is a company so it could be any number of people yeah it actually or all, all the optics are teeny wolf it's a good name just fantastic fantastic issue i mean honest to goodness 10 out of 10 Still reads as good today as it did the day I read that it. That last that last panel, the blood just dripping down the hand. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh shit! But did you notice it's the wrong hand? Oh, you're I'm right. Just fu- I'm just fucking with you. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's his left hand. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you're yeah, right. Maybe. It's not. That would suck. It's the left hand. It's it's correct. But uh. Craig, you know, on the letters column, you called our attention to something on the last one. I got. I know what you're going to call. I know. Do you I already know? know? Go ahead. Is it Go something ahead. you guys talk about all the time? Oh, okay. Maybe not. Go ahead. Wait, maybe not. It's either, well, you talk about both these things all the time. Oh, go ahead. Shoot. Does it have anything to do about the video game? Nah, mine was issue zero. He just tells, oh, okay. he just tells Adam Szynski, Adam says... I'd like to know if you could They'll sell never be a zero. Yeah, if you could sell yeah. me or tell me where I could get Savage Dragon number zero. And then he goes, There's no Savage Dragon Zero or any <laughs> Ashcans, and there won't ever be. They're both Ashcans and 
<laughs> and issues zero. Yep. <laughs> and then here, Did you, the one. Good. I was gonna say here he also like this is the letter I was referring to when we were doing six where he talks about Dung, the DJ uh, coming in. He's a pal of uh, Al Gordon, Wildstar. Makes sense. And uh, he would come in, and that's where Eric was like, "This guy's great. He'd make a great villain." All right, I'll shut up. You were saying. No, I was just saying the one that says, will there ever be a dragon video game? And he says, eventually, this is the kind of thing you don't want to rush. The longer <laughs> the game is worked on, the better the game is. 20, 25 oh. years is a long time. That game's going to be re- excellent. <laughs> well, oh, there's another one, too. Oh, shoot. And if I can't find it, we're going to have to miss it. But Dragon will date soon. Oh. He's been busy. There's so many good ones in here, dude. I mean, like... There's a... Crap. I guess I'm not going to find it. Take your time. Well, I don't want to drag it on. Well, no, here's what you do. You look while I uh, ask Jim and generic. So, Jim, on a scale of 1 to 10, dude, like reading it within your modern context, like revisiting this, like how would you say this holds up like to this day? It is one of the most iconic Savage Dragon issues. Yes. I would say... It's not my favorite. Okay. But it is top 10 material. Top 10? I'll take it. Top 5? No, maybe not top 5. Okay, top 10 is good, though. Close, though. Top... Knocking on the door. Top 10, okay. So what? Uh, in what way do you think, like, what what could have been executed better? Because to me, it's a 10 out of 10. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a question of execution in this case. It's just that are, I think there are better issues. Oh, okay, sure. Better 10 out of 10ers. That, I get it. It's one of your uh, Hattori Hanzo sword things. I guess I, I I would only rank it about a 9 out of 10. Nine's good, be, dude. I'll honest. take it. I mean, I you were complimenting the coloring. Mm-hmm. The coloring is fine. Okay. But I don't think it's exceptional. Okay. Mm. Sure. I think it's still trying to find its color. I, I don't think it's as, this issue is as well colored as the issue before it. And it might have okay. to do with like the number of like... You know, people who were involved in it, it's possible this issue was in production longer. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like I said, it's good for its era. Nine, but dude, I, top ten and rating a nine, I'll take it. Absolutely. For me, it's a ten out of ten. For me, it is like, if I had to, if somebody looked at me and they're like, what's Savage Dragon all about? And they were only going to read one issue. This is I'd definitely like, one of them. I'd put this in their hands. I'd be like, well, here you go, bro. Just, um, if you want to know what Savage Dragon's like, just, and you're only going to read one issue and you're not going to give it a fucking chance past that, read this issue and tell me what you think. Like, I guarantee like, I don't, would be I, I blown away. I personally don't think this, this issue long fight issue mm-hmm. is as good as the Dark Dragon versus Kerr issue, for example. Mm. Mostly because that issue doesn't do the splash page thing, so it feels like a longer, hardier read. Sure, sure. I'll wrap this tub around your head. <laughs> I don't think if if I'm going to give someone one issue to read, I don't think this is it just because it's more of an experiment issue. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to give someone five issues to read, this is going to be in it. Right. Now, I'll take it. I put it definitely in my top 10. I think you've also got to factor in not knowing what you know now. Now that you know everything, so like the impact of Dragon losing his arm well, or sure. Blast isn't as good, but if you're reading it for the first time 
and knowing what we knew up to that point, this is a game changer and a mind blower. And and it still stands. Like I said, you ask most people that collected or collect, you know, about issues they remember, or you know, if, if you said pulled someone off that pulled someone that was a Savage Dragon fan and said, without looking it up or thinking about it, tell me, you know, your top five most memorable issues. Ninety percent of the time, I'm sure someone will reference this issue. Absolutely. Or something to do with the landing on the spike. And I also want to say that, like, um, again, I think just the ch- the chops involved, like, as a creator, to be yeah. able to pull off an all-splash-page issue, goddamn, it's hard, dude. I mean, it's hard. And so you would think, oh, man, this is fun and easy. I don't have to do layouts. I don't have to, like, do any problem-solving, really. It's just one big picture after another. Dude, it is hard. It is hard to make an all-splash page issue. To make it good, I mean. Like, anybody can draw, like, you know, 20 big pictures. But, like, damn, dude, there's storytelling in this, you know? Fucking Frank dies. And then fucking Cyberface is fucking poisoned. So, like, they, there goes their informant. And then not only that, but, like, there's, like, that little illusion of, you know, Sagetti being like, no freak can take that from me. So you kind of get a little peel behind the mask. And then you just see, seeing how strong Overlord is. Yeah. To this point, he's just blown away little goons. You don't know he can overpower Savage Dragon right. easily. Right, easily, yeah. And that's the thing is, again, Dragon has been shown to just be, like, the solution to every problem that's put in front of him. Right. And fucking Overlord just fucking wipes the floor with him, and it's awesome. It's awesome shit. It challenges what you knew, because at the time, you had never seen Dragon really take any kind of beating, but goddamn, he gets that's it. not true. He's definitely taking a beating like this, though. but he's never, he's never, no, he's never like lost. That. I mean, even against uh, uh, Hellraiser, he won, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, then he blacked he, out, but you're right. He, he fucking just loses this fight, like in every way. Like, fucking Frank's dead, like, fucking Cyberface is dead. <laughs> like, if this ended with yeah. Overlord stomping a puppy, it couldn't have been more impactful. Like, I'm just saying. This is a gut yep. punch. Agreed. I will also so say... So that letter I was looking for... Okay, good, good, yeah. It's actually in issue six. I thought it was in seven. That's so okay. We'll go back to issue six letters just because it's funny. So this one is from Joe Hoffman, address withheld. Dear Eric, just a note to say I only buy Savage Dragon because of the way you draw Dart. <laughs> will you be publishing Drawing a Dart comic? I know Dart will be in Freak Force, but I don't care much for Vic Bridges' art. Hope there will be a scene of Dart in bondage. <laughs> Not afraid to ask, Joe Hoffman. <laughs> and then Eric's response. It's nice to know what kind of audience I'm cultivating here, Joe. I think the w- way Vic Bridges draws... I like the way Vic Bridges draws Dart. I think Freak Force looks great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <A> weirdo. <laughs> You know, can I tell you, as an artist, um, people do not give a fuck to ask you to draw. They'll ask you to draw. <laughs> Real quick anecdote on that, like, and this blew my mind. One of my buddies, he started teaching, and he told me that one of his students um, got in touch with him and he's like, wanting him to do a pinup. All right, no, oh, no big no. deal. Yeah, oh, it gets, gets funny. He's like, so uh, would you draw a futa for me? And uh, Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and and this guy asked me, he's like, uh, I had to Google it, and I told him no. <laughs> I, said, I said, you know, 
I said, you gotta admire the fact that he wasn't afraid to ask because I couldn't ask. Is this a high school student or college? This has to be a young person because he doesn't teach in college. So it's just kind of funny because it's like I would never ask a teacher, "Hey man, can you um can you draw me some porn?" <laughs> like, I, would, I would never do it. It's just so funny. But people don't give a fuck. They'll ask artists anything, dude. They don't care. I guess they figure if you're putting it out there, you're just not too, you know, worried about it. Uh, it's funny. It's yes. funny as shit. I also found a letter while we were talking uh, that said, Eric said, I like the posters too. I'll uh, keep doing them. <laughs> Bring them back. Bring them back, I say. So, uh, fellas, uh, overall, you feeling, feeling finished with these two legendary issues? I, I, yeah, I think we we covered about everything we can. We we found Mighty Man, and we uh, saw the panel bo- breaking borders. <laughs> we saw the the freaks uh, quit the police force. I learned that zip lines are speed lines, and you guys learned that speed lines are zip lines. True. I suppose we <laughs> did learn that. I feel like we went on a real journey together today. We did. Fellas. Yeah. These were these are important issues to cover. They're going to inform a lot of what's going to be coming up in the next several years, mm-hmm. if not decades, to be honest. Because uh, the founding of Freak Force and Dragon's first ass beating by Overlord unlock a lot of stuff that makes this series great. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, Mildred left Frank right before he went and got killed. Yeah. Do you think she felt like, whew, lucky me? Or she was like, oh, wow, damn. <laughs> Never thought about it. <laughs> I'm just saying the timing. Poor Frank, you know, got nothing to lose. <laughs> right. Doesn't he, though? <laughs> so uh, I think that wraps this episode up. Of course, you can always uh, drop us an email at savagefincast at gmail.com or comment on this video at our website, savagefincast.com. Or find us on uh, Facebook. We're on the Eric Larson Savage Dragon uh, fan group. Uh, we typically post the uh, the um, Fincast episodes there, so you can leave us a comment there as well. Yeah, you know, we're always looking for feedback, advice, you know, advice and love, whatever. <laughs> tell us your tell us your thoughts. Like, if you remember where you were and what you thought when you first read, who was the first artist you asked seven? for Fuda? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I would like to know that, but also more Savage Dragon centric. If you can tell us uh, how you felt when you read issue seven, like I would love to know uh, some more people's impressions. I would love to know where their headset was when they read that. Mindset, not headset. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas. Thanks for chatting up Savage Dragon. Thanks hey. for listening, folks. Thank you. Have a good one. <laughs>